So, brethren, it's a pleasure being here again. And glory to God for all those who are actually here listening on a regular week. And Father, I bless your holy name, O King Jesus, because you are worthy to be praised now and forevermore. There is no one great and mightier than you, King Jesus. So today, I would like to continue where I had stopped off. And the topic for discussion is marriage is the most sacred of all human institutions. So all scriptures will be read from the King James Version Bible. So I'll start, brethren. The uniqueness of marriage among all other human institutions can be judged by the matrimonial mathematical equation of one man plus one woman equal one flesh. So that is taken from Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, and Malachi chapter 2, verse 15. This makes the marriage union indivisible as far as God is concerned and leaves no room for separation except by death. This makes marriage a sure antidote for hate and thus elevates it to the position of the most sacred of all human institutions to date. In time since, Take another look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, and observe that as far as God is concerned, the marriage union allows for the highest level of all human relationships, surpassing even that which exists between a man and his parents. So this fact is confirmed by the following quote, and I'll be reading from Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, which states, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. So that was Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. In the New Testament, however, Jesus restates this said Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 position, and adds a further unifying dimension to it, as can be seen in Mark chapter 10, verses 6 to 9. So I'll read Mark chapter 10 from verse 6 to 9 now, and it says, But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh, so that they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God had joined it together, let no man put asunder. So that's Mark chapter 10, from verses 6 to 9. Therefore, what we just read in those scriptures is what God desires, and that is what he expects us to uphold. Any human deviation from this divine marital chapter, charter, as we read it in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, and Mark chapter 10, verse 6 to 9, therefore must inevitably result in human social disaster in addition to what was shared just now from those scriptures brethren we should be grateful to prophet malachi for giving us the reason why god declared the marriage couple to be one flesh according to malachi chapter 2 verse 15 
God instituted a marriage union so that he might people this earth with godly offspring. This fact is surely a clear statement against the modern custom of children being the product of casual cohabitational miscalculation instead of being the result of a deliberate act of procreation. So, what was shared earlier? The divine matrimonial directives. Therefore, the Church of Jesus Christ should gladly and wholeheartedly adhere. To do otherwise would be a sad mistake and a sure denial of the faith. Today, however, instead of the church being an opposer of this divine mandate, it has become an active facilitator of social decay by its sanctioning of divorce and remarriage. What a spiritual miscarriage of the institution that God intended to be most sacred. And time saints, look carefully at Ephesians chapter 5 from verses 22 to 32 and understand that God considers marriage to be the most sacred of all human institutions. This he has done by likening the marriage relationship between a husband and a wife to that which obtains between Christ and his church. If the church of Jesus Christ only understood the implication of this divine linkage, divorce and remarriage will never even be contemplated, let alone facilitated. Of this, I am absolutely sure. But alas, tis the last day. And undoubtedly, this divorce and remarriage syndrome is surely symptomatic of the final falling away, recorded specifically for us in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. In confirmation of this fact, all one needs to do is to recall Jesus' teaching on the end of time. So the following scriptures speaks directly to this point at issue and i'll be reading from luke chapter 17 verse 26 27 and 30 verse 26 and as it was in the days of noah so shall it be also in the days of the son of man they did eat they drunk they drank sorry they married wives they were given in marriage until the day that noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroy them all. Verse 30, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. So that is Luke chapter 17, verse 26, 27, and 30. So brethren, as I come to an end of this segment today, don't be fooled by this end time acceptance of what God says he hates. Malachi chapter 2, verse 16. This rebellion against the sanctity of the marriage institution is surely satanic in origin and confirms the fact that we are again living in Noah's day when the lust of the flesh, corruption and violence were the order of the day. Those of you who still believe in the sanctity of marriage, do not look to man if you wish to let your marriage stand. 
for little or no help will be forthcoming. Look instead to him who considers marriage to be so sacred that he endorses sin by being witness to your covenantal marital vow. Read Matthew chapter 2 verse 14 for confirmation, brethren. Call upon him who is able to save to the uttermost. So that's the end of my segment today, brethren. I will be live next week again. So brethren, prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return because he will be returning soon. Remember, Jesus Christ loves you. I love you. Have a blessed, safe, and productive week. Bye for now, brethren. Until next week.